And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This morning's Gospel presents us with a truly remarkable account. The account of the raising to life again of the only son of the widow of Nain. It is, I suppose, one of those familiar stories from the word that we have read many, many times before. And yet, this morning, we are challenged in this precious account to find something in our reading that will move our hearts and draw us ever closer to our blessed Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This Trinity tide, we've been learning to change our perception of things, haven't we, dear friends? The Church, through the Trinity tide gospel readings and epistle readings, is inviting each and every one of us to look deep, to dig down into our souls, and to examine our thoughts and attitudes so that we might learn to live a more authentic and Christ-centered and Christ-reflecting life. Last week, we heard the voice of our Lord Jesus admonishing us to seek first of all the inner spiritual realities of life. Our Savior called us to seek first the kingdom of God, to seek first to have the holy reign of God at the center of who we are and of all that we do. He also assured us that if we will do that, he would take care of those outward necessities that we stand in need of. In other words, we can trust him. We can trust that he will care for us, come what may, in every situation and circumstance that we may find ourselves in. Today, the Gospel speaks to us in a special way of love and mercy. It reminds us that Almighty God does not stand apart and aloof from our needs. No, but rather he is a very present help in trouble. He runs to us in our necessity and grief and brings mercy, grace, and healing for all of our needs. Scripture records that our Lord and his disciples arrive at the city of Nain. And what a dark and sorrowful scene he beholds. A poor widowed mother is about to bury her only son. Imagine the grief and sense of loss that poor mother in Israel must have felt. This dear woman had lost everything she ever loved, her husband and now her son. And she is experiencing the darkness that comes to us when our lives are turned upside down by tragic circumstances. 
And so we can only wonder at the pain and emptiness she felt that day. But at that awful moment, when the son, when the body of her son is being taken for burial, the Lord Jesus comes. He comes to bring healing to the broken heart of a mother and new life to a man who lies lifeless on a funeral bier. It must have been an incredible thing to be in the crowd of mourners that day. Who could have imagined, including this mother, who could have imagined that life and restoration were so very close and that there was one standing there who is the very Lord of life itself. The Gospel relates to us that our blessed Jesus spoke two simple words to that dear mother, weep not. And then Christ touches the platform, carrying the remains of her son and commands her son to arise. Such a few words, and yet they are enough. They are enough to change everything about that scene in the city of Nain on that day so very long ago. Now, instead of darkness, death, hopelessness, tears, there is healing and light. What a beautiful and powerful account of what happens when the Lord Jesus Christ is present, when he is present in the midst of suffering and pain. How grateful that mother must have been when the Lord Jesus restored her now newly alive son to her. How wonderful it would have been to be there in that crowd when we realize that when the Lord of life speaks, a new life comes forth. Friends, this wonderful miracle, this miracle of the raising of the son of the widow of Nain has a message for you and I today, here in this place. We may or may not have experienced the pain of separation by death from a loved one, yet all of us need to recognize that the same blessed Jesus who restored life to one who was dead in the city of Nain stands ready to speak a word to us, to us in our need, whatever it might be. Remember, dear friends, that God is not only all-powerful, but is full of compassion and aware, aware of the struggles that we face in this life. His power is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is anxious to come down to where we are and to speak a word to us that will change our mourning into joy unspeakable and full of glory. I imagine, dear friends, that each one of us have found ourselves at some point in our lives 
in dark and seemingly hopeless situations. Perhaps, perhaps, that's where we are today. But help is close at hand. The ever-living one is closer to us than we can imagine. And he is aware of us, and he is aware of our needs, and his blessed heart burns. It burns with a desire to pour his healing balm on all the wounds of our hearts and our minds that we carry deep within ourselves and that perhaps no one else knows about. We see then in this account that it is really about us as well as the widow of Nain. And it is about a Lord, a Lord who is full of compassion and grace, a Lord who is standing ready to come to us as the great lover of our souls and the one who can heal every disease of mind and heart that may afflict us. But we must come to him for that healing, for new life on his terms. We must be willing to have him give us a new heart, a new way of living. And dear friends, this is not an easy process. It is not a matter of simply saying a few pious words and expecting to be magically changed in a moment. No, indeed. It is a daily struggle. It is the way of choosing his way instead of our own way. It is giving up our own way of thinking and allowing the Holy Ghost to renew and refine our intentions and actions. In other words, in other words, it is choosing the way of life instead of the world's way of death and despair. And the choice is ours. St. Paul, in the epistle this morning, tells the Christians of Ephesus that they must seek to have Christ dwell in their hearts by faith, that they needed to be filled with all the fullness of God, just like us. How wonderful to think that our poor, fragile hearts can be transformed by faith into the very dwelling place of the blessed and all-glorious Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes, yes, this is the certain promise of God to all who will trust him with their lives. There are many, many dangers lurking in the world these days, aren't there? We are all aware of the outward threats to our lives and happiness that seem to constantly surround us. The television and the newspaper and the internet are full of them. And so we need to be careful and vigilant and watchful. But we must also be watchful and conscious of those spiritual forces that seek to attack our souls, that would destroy our faith in the one who is the joy of our hearts. And so each one of us, each one of us needs to be strong in the Lord, not in our own strength, but in the almighty power 
of the true and living God who so lovingly calls, up, calls us to himself. Each of us needs to call out to the Lord to cleanse and defend us moment by moment against the faults and corruptions of our nature and to preserve us by his infinite goodness and grace. Dear friends, in this life of faith, in this pilgrimage that you and I are on, we need each other and we need our mother, the church. We need to encourage and pray for each other to persevere and not grow weary or careless in our Christian lives. And we need the church to guide us as we travel the road of this discipleship to our heavenly home and to heal the sicknesses of our souls through the sacraments and discipline of the gospel. Today, here, Christ calls to us in our need. He calls us and asks us to allow him to touch the deadness of our hearts with his healing and life-giving touch. And so may each of us in the silence of our hearts and as we come to receive him at the altar, may we come to him in humble trust and confidence. He will, he will bring joy and hope to us in our need as surely as he did to the widow of Nain and to her son. He is with us today, and he will be with us forever in this world and the next. Glory be to God for all things. Amen.